words appear. The email addresses and groups mentioned in this program are no longer available. The Blind Handyman Group does exist in its new incarnation on groups.io. To join, send a blank email to blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. That's blindhandyman plus subscribe at groups.io. Alternatively, you can join our Blind Handyman Facebook group. Links will be in the description box below. Dog Frankie Brown. She doesn't have much sense. Well, there's a dispute going on as to whether who's really the producer and creator. She thinks could she be. is. Could be her. Good possibility there. Hello there. Welcome to the Blind Horny Man. Handyman. I'm sorry. Uh, slip of the tongue there. It's going to be a good day. I can tell already. Don has gotten up off his gotten up off his sick bed to come and be with us today. What did you get healed or what happened? Oh, well, now I just figured I I could feel bad. Just as bad drinking as not drinking, and I knew where to come. You know? Here you are. Yeah. I think everybody uh, uh, is in, in my area, anybody I know about, has had some sort of uh, crud or flu or sore throat, chills and fever. Have you, have you had it, John, Tom? Have you? Uh, I've had a little spell of it, but not much, not bad. Not yeah. yet. My wife's had it. My mother-in-law's had it. 
We have had rain. Going around, really. We we live in East Texas, which we live probably 120 miles north of Houston. That's Lufkin, Texas. It's a little town of probably 40,000 people and 100,000 cars. And yeah. we have had rain. It's like the monsoon. I don't know what the deal is. It has been bad. The sun's been out in maybe like 10 days, and I don't think I'm exact. Maybe it peaked out once during that time. I, I remember Shaw called me the first year you lived here. You called and said, Phil, it never rains up here. Does, does it, it ever rain in Lufkin? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, man, this is, God, you know. Yeah. Give us a break. Got a guy next door building an ark. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Name is Noah. Well, you know, on Dish Network. How long can you tread water? <laughs> They have really? Dish Instant Weather on Dish Network. You oh, yeah? can go to like really? 9500 and look at it, you know. Uh-huh. And it, yeah, I mean, it gives us a, some beautiful weather for the next three or four days. I mean, like sunshine, 70s. One day it gets to 80, oh, believe God. it or not. And, and I think at night down in the 40s, I mean, I've got lots of boxes to burn to get things started and lots of rich pine. Uh-huh. And we're doing our, if you're a regular listener to the show, we do this twice a year, sometimes three times a year. This may be it, though. We uh, we do this thing we call Blind Weekend. We have these two friends that come down from Dallas, John Conley and John Bennett, and they've been on the show before. It didn't have anything to contribute, of course, but, you know. They're probably the most unhandiest they really handyman, blind or sighted, they'd be pretty unhandy. I they, think. they would be. Anyway, they're, they're coming this weekend. Benny is not coming, and uh, mini blind weekend. Kind of a mini, <laughs> but having the usual food, and then uh, what? And they are pretty unhandy, and they, they contributed, will, of course, from Dallas. Take partial credit for the show. I'm yes, sure. oh sure, yeah. from Dallas. Oh, He's sure. probably the partial creator, in and that's right. contributed absolutely nothing to the show. Or <laughs> <laughs> just we set up mics for. And they just said yes and no, and it was pretty much it. But uh-huh. anyway, so we just build a fire and spend the weekend eating and drinking, yep. uh, and that's all we do. We do this twice a year, and yeah, and it's uh, this is show number. 29. For us, 29, 29. Blind Weekend, it's like we we went the Roman numeral thing, and it's like XVIIV yeah. something or other. John Connolly is the, the statistician. The statistician. For blind Weekend. Two and but yeah, I think we're not sure which Blind Weekend is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's 18. Is it Blind yeah. Weekend 18? You realize that next year, if, we, if we're all still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, none of us none of us go over the up the flume and uh, uh-huh. we, we will celebrate our 10th anniversary of the blind at weekend we've been doing it 10 years that's hard to believe it is man it's hard to believe I, I go to bed earlier every time they come and just you know after supper it's Boy, and believe it or not, this blind weekend we may actually accomplish something if we if if, if we contribute the new if we put in the new uh, control board here. So. Yes, we have a new control board coming. We're going to do a show Sunday afternoon. Will be the final show. The on final the, show, Mr. Houston. Well, he is up, the, updating his studio. Board. Tell us all about it. What? Uh, well, this what is the, 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 the console I have is a 24 in eight out console. For those of you who don't know, it'll it'll handle 24 inputs and has eight outputs. And a master mix output also. And I want $1,000 for it if anybody wants to buy it. And so I bought a new one that's 32 in 8 out that's handled, that handles a few more inputs. And this one was made in 89 or 90. And, and I just, you know, it's it's time for me to have a... I'm making a little money now. And it's time for me to have... Don't so speak of Social Security. Um, it, yeah, I wish they'd hurry up and declare war on the rat so they'd leave me the hell alone. Okay. We are. I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they sent you a little letter, did they? Well, I mean, they sent me a form to fill out the size of the San Francisco phone book. You Dear know. Mr. Don, <laughs> you have screwed up. 
Uh-huh. So we're going to install a new console over Blind Weekends. I've got some guys here with some girth, some heft that can move it around. It came today. And I have resisted the temptation to open it, but we'll be burning the box before the weekend's over. We will. We will. Anyway, it's a new 32N8-out console, and we won't sound any better, but you'll just, you know. I don't but know. they'll know. They'll have, they can they'll put it in their records. N- n- keep keep records right. now. Keep, keep good records. Sunday night, Sunday <laughs> afternoon show will be the last, the very last. <laughs> Documented by, what's the guy that does all the documentation? Rose, what's his name? No, Price oh, Doug Rose. No, Doug. they're the one that keep it, things sealed in a hermetically sealed. Hermetically sealed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. By the way, while I'm thinking about it, let me just ask, if anybody knows anything about Bookshare, and how to use it, and how to put it in a portable, carry-aroundable device, how to do those books. I need help. And my email address is just phil, P-H-I-L-P-A-R-R, at txucom.net. Email me and tell me about, help me with Bookshare. Help me, help me, help me. Bookshare. Bookshare. I'm a member, and I've never read a book from them. I, well, yeah, it's probably know. time to it is. get I, something on the road. They got my money, but they won't respond to my emails. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. I finally got it. Finally got an authorization code from Jaws. It was uh, pretty well, very good. It took him long enough, didn't it? Took him three weeks. Good man, gracious! They had no last check. I sent them they cash that day. You know, <laughs> that's right. Well, sure. That makes you wonder if the stability of the organization. Yeah, well, he does. Anyway, I just called the accordion people. I'm having a little trouble with my brand new. $5,000 accordion, and so the guy was in New York. Well, not anymore. I've traced him down to New Jersey and talk about cashing the check. I, think, right? I think I had to pay him COD. <laughs> well, what, what you, what's your problem? I just have some, a reed oh. is sticking. I called him. He explained that I may can be oh. able to do it myself, but if not, it's under warranty, and have no fear. I'll just have to pay the shipping and get him to take care. He said sometimes on a new one, the glue, it's kind of a beeswax glue yeah. that holds the reeds in. And if a piece of it is flaked off, yeah. I said, uh, speaking Not of good. flakes, that's what I, I told him. I, I would say, yeah. And I said, what do you mean New Jersey? I mean, they have lean, more lenient laws where you can screw over people, you know. So spray some WD-40 yeah. and help well, the no, bed. you wouldn't want to do that. No. No, that's my remedy to everything. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Oh, okay, all We've right. Kibitz long enough, haven't we? What do you think? Well, I think so. We could probably move right on in, jump right on into email at this uh-huh. time. All right. March fourth just happened to check, and you're back. We have a question: Has anyone there tried to replace a, uh, elastic in the folding canes with the golf grip on the one end? Yeah. How do you do this elastic without destroying the cane? Glad to have you back, Bev and Mo Serbier, totally blind in Arkansas. Where have we been? We've always I don't know. been here in one form or another, haven't we? We've always been here. And they didn't run they didn't run us over the Christmas break, but that was three months ago. You folks need to get a grip. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's another, uh, here's here's another, another unsubscriber. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Were we, we going to address, were we going to address the, the cane? Uh, yeah. Uh, we are if, live. if we I, know not, anything about it. I'm we'll. not certain. I mean, I don't know any how to do it. I, I don't just either. Plain That's simple, but problem. 30 miles north of here is Stephen F. Austin University. Yeah. And they, the students, it, it's the... One of two schools in the, in Texas that offer teaching for visu- for teachers of the visually impaired, and they also do O and M, and they also 
manufacture or know how to teach them or know where they make canes. And so if I had, if it was a matter of, you know, uh, uh, I will find out about it, and you may, if you send it to me, I may can help you with it if it's a problem. Uh, well, canes are cheap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, they're not that expensive, and like I say, but if it was one, I, I don't have any idea how to repair it, but I might could get one repaired uh, if you send it for a matter. And then would that be a good it. cottage industry for some blind guy who's, you know, well, yeah, when he wasn't caning chairs, he could probably run over to the yeah, cane repair cane. table. Lucky he chairs and knocked out a half a dozen in the afternoon. <laughs> seeing eye do- then go into sure. seeing eye dog grooming and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he could. <laughs> of course, I mean, he may be tied up doing rubber yeah, mats. Tell, us, tell a great story about, about Shaw had these chairs to cane. He's going to get All Patterson. He's going to get Boy. Patterson to help him in that's right. Said, <laughs> said no. Hell, I came for four in an afternoon. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it took you a year. Oh yeah, we had that one. Down. That wasn't the worst of his problems. My my over exaggerating of my skills wasn't his only problem. They uh, they they acquired they they had a little business going, and then this lady came, little dainty lady with her super antique chair yeah. that had the pegs and the little wooden pegs in each hole and oh, all that. Mister Shaw came. That chair didn't put didn't put those pegs back. That was a chair from hell, boy. <laughs> I haven't heard that story. Needless to say, this lady was, was. not happy. It was well, a chair she, from hell. How did she know you didn't put the pegs back in? Oh, you could see it. It wasn't. Oh. It, let's say it was a great caning job, but it it, it wasn't. Yeah, minus its pegs. It wasn't it restored the, back to its original quality. Right. If the say. pegs are not put back in the hole, does that mean when you sit down? No. No, these no. were just decorative, but it was the yeah, old antique deco- thing. And decorative after you, pegs was, on the back. They were designed to cover up the holes, but it was done in such a... And, of course, to get the old cane out, <laughs> Mr. You Shaw... Had to remove uh, the pegs. Well, and he took those vice grips. Yeah. I know what he did, didn't you? What's that? Took the vice grips and just, you know... Oh, he had to pull the old pegs. There's just no doubt about that. What did she finally do? Did she pay you? Uh, she did, but, I mean, it just... That was that was a bad experience. Oh, well. We <laughs> Double cane chair, boy. Double cane chair back. I'll never do another one. <laughs> you, your chair caning uh, career has come to an end, hasn't it? I think you... Well, he has one more. One more to one do, more possibly. Do. One for Emily? Is yeah, some we got future one day. more that needs... All right. Wanna, what's, what's going on? Well, this chair that I was bragging on just moments before we started the show. Is, you mean the one with three rollers? Yeah, this one with three rollers instead of four. That's I had right. to work my way up from a stool, y'all. I a Coke case first, then we got to a stool, and now I'm in a, I'm in a chair with three wheels instead of four. Graduated right. up to a chair. Yeah, but we got a state-of-the-art console. Console, that's right. I remember that. Brand new Mackie, you know. Yeah. Console. Let's let's go to break and do our guest. What do you think? This guy should be interesting. His name is... Uh, well, that's him right now saying he not. can't make it. <laughs> that probably <laughs> is. <laughs> His name is, jo- is it Joe Brennan. Joe Brennan. I'm coming. I'm, we'll be back in just a minute. Hang on.
Front Broadcast. This is Steve Mazura. Welcome from the Aussie Kaleidoscope. I'm Roger Cool. The KJS Show. Hi, this is Patrick Purdue from the, the ACBRI DJs are hard at work creating personal web pages about their shows, the music they play, and even a bit about themselves. Now we're accumulating these web pages into the ACB Radio Interactive Broadcasters Web Ring, where you can learn more about the personalities behind the microphone. Go to www.acbradio.org, then choose the interactive link. From there, you can choose the link that will take you to the ACB Radio Interactive Broadcasters Web Ring. Latest breaking news stories, visit the ACB Radio Newsroom at www.acbradio.org. All the news, all the time. From the world's leading news organizations like CNN, the BBC, the New York Times, the Toronto Star, the Wall Street Journal, and more. That's all the news, all the time, in the ACB Radio Newsroom at www.acbradio.org. Listening to the Blind Handyman on ACB Radio Mainstream, the talk of the blind community. Our email address is blindhandyman at hotmail.com. If you would like to be part of the show, leave us a phone number and we will contact you soon. Now, here's more of today's show with Phil Parr. Geez, I hope we all live through the winter. Yeah, really? Little, uh, uh, coughing and wheezing going on around here. We're, our guest, uh, this afternoon or today, whatever time you happen to be listening, is a gentleman named Joe Brennan. Joseph, how are you, sir? Pretty good. How are you doing? We're we're wet and rainy in Texas. I suppose it's probably uh, 80 degrees out there and sunshiny, right? No, we got about 70. Nice, cool. Sun's out. Oh, it's a man. wonderful day. Great. Northern California? It's, but what's, what city in California? We're Southern California, Garden Grove. We're about maybe three miles from Disneyland. Really? Uh-huh. Is, right. is, does Disneyland have a seat, seat on the United Nations Security Council? Uh, they may. Disneyland, you got it? I thought it was funny. I guess you folks have no sense of humor, obviously. We, uh, we're just stumbling around here. We're all, we've all got colds and we're sick. We'll try not to give you any disease over the phone. You are what age, sir? I am 42. 42, just a child. A mere child. A mere child. And how long have you been uh, sightless, or are you sight? I mean, do you see any at all? Zero. Zero perception total, and I've been this way 17 years now. So but at one time you had uh, normal uh, per, or good sight? I mean, you Good could... sight. I was at one time 2015 vision. Whoa. Man, which is, which is better than better. Good, better than normal. Yeah, diabetes got me. And, and you could drive the car, and you could do all the things that they say normal people do. I you got know. it. Done it all. Done it all. And you're 42, so you took this in your mid-20s. You got it exactly, man. What it, I, I always tell them, what, what it, you know, we we've debated several times. Would it be best to start out that way or to have that sight? And then, and I have no idea because I only have one perspective. I was born this way, and well, I can tell you one thing. When when it happened to me, it was a stepping stone for life. Uh-huh. I mean, before when I was sighted, I was living from paycheck to paycheck, always wondering where my next dollar was going to come from, you know, and so uh-huh. forth. 
when I lost my sight, let me tell you, I've been able to buy a home and do what I want and go places, travel, and everything else. Well, one thing about being blind, it focuses you. There's no question about that, is there? It's no a, question. You, you have something to do. You have to deal with this thing we call life as a, as a blind person. Do you, are you still employed? You say you bought a house and all this. I guess you work then. Right. I wasn't working the time I lost my sight uh-huh. because I had to quit my present job. Yeah. And then I was doing a lot of volunteer work, radio work really? here in Southern California. And it was all volunteer work. And my former boss heard me on the radio and asked me if I was interested in being a dispatcher with the company Boeing, which I'm sure everybody is familiar with. Oh, yeah. They're fixing to go to a little war over there. in the. A little bit, yes. Uh, and what did you do before you lost your eyesight? I was a carpenter. I had my own business working on boats down in Newport Beach and Long Beach area. Had my own business going. Had a couple guys working for me. And did a lot of cabinet work, uh, working out of a cabinet shop, installing cabinets in people's homes and whatnot. So this handyman stuff comes natural to you. I mean, you, you're quite familiar with... Um... Yes, and what makes it really nice is I had experience with, if not all, most of the tools that are out there. So yeah. when it comes to a table saw, you know, a chop saw and whatnot, I'm familiar with them. If I get a brand new instrument, I know exactly what the wrench is for, where it goes, and how to do it. Yeah. yeah. So are you still, do you have a little shop now? I mean, Yes, I do. In fact, we just put together a, uh, a shed on the side of the house. It's all wood with a nice uh, gable uh, roof on it, and it's a 10 by 12, so I've got about 120 square foot of shop out there, and I just finished running the electrical, putting in the benches and all that, and now it's just getting my tools where I want them to be, so when the boys decide to take one or two, they make sure they go back where they got them from. <laughs> it's such amazing. I don't know how many of our shows that you've listened to, but I've constantly talked. My brother-in-law, whom I love very dearly, has no compunction about coming over and just, you know, I'll go out to shop and the socket set's gone. Well, where is it? Well, there's no doubt. Where there's no doubt. But, the, you know, the first thing you do is look around and then you call John because it's, oh, it's in my truck, Phil. I'll bring it back. You know, it's a, he thinks nothing about that. And being blind, you know. That we, when I use a tool, if I use a hammer on a project, I hang it back Gotta up. Got to put it back where it goes. Exactly. So that, so that when I need it three steps from now, I'll know where it is. I'm working on that. I'm, I'm trying to learn how to do that. Well, well what I thought is always, you know, I have my tool belt always ready to go, yeah. and it has almost everything I need. The problem is, where did I leave my tool belt left? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, blind people are Don has a, Patterson here has a pretty good vision, so he's not as organized as Don Shaw and I. Don is practically a total, and I'm a total. Now, you you worked, you had your own business, but you say that it was semi-successful, and you, you were, you said, living from paycheck to paycheck and unfocused and probably uh, doing all kinds of things you shouldn't have been doing. Well, I, it was making, I was making good money, yeah. and I think I was probably blowing it every weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, blind people can do that, too. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it may be more from being in your 20s than being sighted. I could be there, right there, Well, Joe? you know, you, know you, you look at the toys then, and now you look at our toys now. Yeah. The, yeah. the price of everything, you know, if I want to buy a, a four-track player, it's going to cost me three or four times as the amount of any other regular recorder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And if I want to buy a computer, i got to take in the, the fact I need another grand for a certain product out there that <laughs> makes it talk, you know. 
that's the that, that, that certain yeah. product, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you mean that certain product that finally three weeks late sent me a new uh, source code? I mean, a, uh, authorization? A new authorization? authorization? Something, something like that. Does it start you know, with a J? I wonder, it, it's coming from the sea or whatever. <laughs> yes, it does. It's uh, the sharks. The sharks. You got it. Company or something like that. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't think anybody's any better. They, they just, you know, and what they figure on, I think, is that agencies, government agencies buy these pieces of equipment. They don't realize that us poor schmucks who are working for a living also buy them. Anyway, right. so you're a computer literate, I assume? You're into yes, computers? Yes, I'm also the system admin at uh, Boeing as well. So I have quite a few machines underneath me, which uh, helps out. And before I lost my sight, I had no concept, no interest in computers whatsoever. Now, you're the systems what? System administrator. So uh, I take care of the network. All right. Make sure all the computers are up to speed and working at normal base in there. You're telling me that you're the systems coordinator for Boeing? You got it. Goodness. Well, that's the wildest thing. For our department, I've got uh, three servers under me right now, uh -huh. and there is approximately, oh, boy, I couldn't even count how many workstations, you know, use the files off that server and whatnot. And so every morning when you go to work, there's a problem. Uh, no, because I keep it running good. Well, that is, do you have people under you, or are you the lone guy who does this? No, there's other guys that work side-by-side, side, as well as people work under me. I, I get calls in the middle of the night if there is problems and whatnot. But uh, but you're the man. I'm the man. That's fantastic. I mean, that, that uh, is, that's above and beyond um, doing, I mean, I you know, I know how to turn one on. And I can I can check my email if on a good on a good day if you don't confuse me too bad. That's that's great, Joe. I, I applaud you for and and also you work as a dispatcher for these people also. Correct. We do all the uh, I answer nine one one calls mm -hmm. and I have an EMT background, so that puts me into that state in that category. We take care of all security and fire for all of Southern California Boeing. Boeing takes care of that. Exactly. And you handle all their computers? Yes, sir. That's, that's just blowing me away. I can't. Big job. Uh, that's yeah, a, that's big a, responsibility. Big responsibility and a lot to, uh, a, a lot uh, for a guy like you said to learn in the period. Of course, when you lost your sight, computers just were just coming into vogue, I guess. Well, yeah, pretty much so. Yeah. I had worked with them, you know, way back uh, in the 80s, yeah. but uh, not to the extreme that I have to deal with it now. I mean... My computer, like yours as well, is a backbone to life. I mean, yeah. I keep all sure. critical data and everything else right there at fingertips. Now, you mentioned doing traffic on the radio. How did you, when did you do that and where? Tell us about that. That was done with a radio station, KFI, which is located which is in California. 640, licensed to it. Los Angeles. And they run about 5,000 watts off of Mount Wilson. They run 50. And uh, it covers... I'll tell you, in the, the right times, in the evening, early evenings, early morning hours, it covers quite most of the western states because of just their wattage putting out of Mount Wilson. But there was a gentleman, his name was Mark Dennis, that worked at KFI. He was their main traffic person from, you know, 7 to 5 in the day, and we became real good friends. Uh -huh. And me and him started working together as I was doing it on a volunteer basis with the Red Cross in an organization called REACT, which is Radio Emergency Associated yeah. Communications. Sure, Team. yeah. And um, I had my own team out here in Southern California and uh, did a lot of traffic over the two-way radio 
interfacing with uh, Metro Traffic and KFI, and he asked me if I would like to do some traffic reporting right up there at the station in Los Angeles, which I said, hey, why not? Give it a shot, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I started doing and started working with the Red Cross as a District 3 communicator for any disasters and or fires we may have, relocating people into hotels and whatnot. And that's where my former boss heard me on the radio doing traffic reports and so forth and asked me if I would like a job. And, in fact, the year 19... Oh, boy, let's see. Oh, boy. Um, You're getting old, Joe. 1991 is when I put in over 2,000 calls to the California Highway Patrol as well into KFI Radio, which made me gave me Reactor of the Year Award, and they paid me a $500 check and gave me some nice radio equipment and whatnot. All right. So I've done quite a few things. You really have. Now, they would, they, not with Metro Traffic, here's Joe Brandon. You'd go, there's a problem on the Ventura, right? You did that for exactly. KFI. Well, how did you get information from Metro Traffic? From Metro Traffic and or from the helicopters and the planes that are in the air and from the drivers on the road that would call in to their hotlines, you know, 1-800-CALL-THIS, yeah. call mm-hmm. that. Uh-huh. What, what people don't realize is that uh, that in, in large cities, that is coordinated by Metro tra- I think it's called Metro Traffic in most cities. There were two in Houston. There was, I can't remember what the other one was, but all that information is coordinated through Metro Traffic. Each station doesn't have its own source for getting that. They gather it through Metro Traffic, and so they fed you, and you brailed it, or you memorized it, or how did you, yeah. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, most of it was memorization. That's one thing that I can say, knock on wood, uh, that really has sparked with me, my memorization, which has been very helpful. But my were you... Braille is, you know, I no Braille, but I do not use it to the fullest at all. And when these people, when you got a thing from Metro Traffic, like you go check road conditions with them, did you have a way of recording their information at all? Any way of recording it, either in Braille or computer or something? Oh, yeah. I use the computer. Um, I've got some real good typing skills, so I can mm-hmm. type as quick as people can talk. Yeah. And I also used a lot of recorders, had them set up just right, so no matter what recorder I hit, I always had a clean tape ready to roll, and I never was taping over something else. And so it's been 14 minutes since you've done the traffic report, and you want to go back and review what they sent you at 4 after you have a way of doing that. Oh, sure. Not a problem. Okay. I understand how you did it. I've never done... I've done a lot of radio. I've never done traffic. Uh, uh, It changes every minute. Well, sure it does. I I had a girlfriend that did. Um, Anyway. (laughs) She she really handled the traffic. She was was quite a traffic traffic handler. She worked at one of the finest radios. Anyway, uh, you've done a lot of things, and you're an accomplished man. Back uh, before we run out of time here to your woodworking. Now, you say you just built this shop. Did you say it's 10 by 12? It's a 10 by 12. And you thought this is going to be huge, and now it's full, right? It's full. <laughs> yeah, that happens. I know the feeling. Now, did you <laughs> did you have this built, or did you why did you pour, pour a slab and do it yourself? Or no, I, I had this one built. Um, I checked it out, and I just liked the layout, the way they did it. And it's completely bare inside, so I can do whatever I want. The uh, <coughs> actual um, 
the beams are showing and the two by fours are showing. So when I want to put things up, I know I don't have to use a stud finder. It's right there. That's good. Uh, and it makes it real nice. Are you going to um, insulate and, and, and panel it on the inside? It doesn't really need it. Uh, yeah. We're so warm out here. You know, I can go out there at any time. And it's nice and it's comfortable. Excellent. That's amazing. <laughs> well, That's great. You couldn't do that. Mine is insulated and paneled with central heat. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Texas. It's got down to 40 a couple times this winter here in, uh, in our, our part of the, of the world. <laughs> now, um, you, this is, um, your, your job at this point in time is basically an 8 to 5 job. Yes, it is. But I usually work maybe sometimes 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. till. Eight at night. Sometimes I'm there for twelve, fifteen hours. If you're dealing oh. with computers, you know you are. Are you? Uh, are you? What is your marital status? If you don't mind us asking. I am married, and I've got two adopted boys. Two adopted All boys right. of yep. what? What age? Eleven years old. Both of them. They're five months apart from each other. Is that right? That's uh-huh. that's uh, that's you just before you're in trouble. You're you're in a great age. Exactly. Because they still listen to dad, and they still respect you, and and uh, believe everything you say. Another couple of years, we'll call you back, and you. <laughs> but what's real neat is uh, one of them loves going out there to the shop with me, and I'm teaching everything that I know about tools, uh-huh. what is what, and it's just great. Isn't it nice to have those eyes and that eager young young man there? Isn't it? I mean, th- this little guy can read a tape measure inside and out, backwards and forward, which is really nice. So, have you bought the braille tape measure? I mean, the talking tape measure? Yet? I've got the talking tape measure. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, well, that's good. And and what, d- tell us about the two that you have in your shop? Well, I've got a, uh, a chop saw, yeah. a, d- a delta, and I've got a uh, 10-inch table saw, which I use, and a jigsaw, which I don't use that much. Um, now, now, wait a minute. A, a, a jigsaw, meaning, you mean a... Uh, the little handheld uh, Oh, okay, the handheld yeah. thing. Okay. But yeah. you know what? That uh, I, I'm not real clean with that one yet. It's hard to guide it, isn't it? <laughs> It vibrates exactly. so bad that it's just hard because you're trying to feel where you're cutting and hold the saw in the other hand, and it's unless you, you know, it's just hard to. Well, unless, unless you make some real, you know, it would be so time-consuming because of its little blade guide. If you were going to build some kind of jig, then you've got to allow for the width of half of that saw guide if you wanted something to run it down along the yeah. side of it. Uh, I've got pretty fair partial vision, and I still have trouble using the jigsaw. It's it's yeah, it's uh, it's basically wasted. I've got a couple, but it, you know you can't. If you've got it, you got. You say you have a table saw. Yes. Well, then you don't need the jigsaw, do you? Exactly. You don't. And you have a drill press. Um. Yes, I do. And router table. Router table. You set up, man. Which uh, yeah, I built the router table and just mounted a. A real nice, you know, I don't even remember what type of router I have in there, but if anybody decides to put a router table in, get the largest router you can buy that has the deepest um, chuck on it. Well, and get one, because what you're going to do with the router table is hang it under the router table, so you're... You're adjusting and putting in new blades is going to be inconvenient. Get the one that adjusts easiest. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know that you, that you can loosen a, a, a wing nut and move up and down with a, you know, with some sort of thumb wheel and then tighten it. You know where you can because you're going to be reaching under the table, and you're used to doing that, but it's still a pain. It and, is. It is very difficult. But mine, I, like you said, just listen the thumb and. 
drops all the way out. I can yeah. make the change and just slide it right back in. And and you built uh, you didn't buy a router table to go with it. You actually built the table. Correct. Built the table right out of a sheet of plywood, and I used two by fours, and it turned out beautifully. And the way I designed it, I can mount it to my table uh-huh. so it won't move. That way I can pick it up because you're not using a router table every single project you do. Yeah, that's right. So I can pop it underneath my bench and it just sits there. And if I need to go inside the house with it or whatever, I can move it very easily. Yeah, uh, and so you use yours as a hand router also. I mean, exactly. Holding. And and this table built out of wood, and I guess you you what kind of a fence? A, a piece of angle iron? What'd you use? I used um, what I did is I took the uh, regular miter that came with the table saw, uh-huh. and I just uh, put a groove into you know the top of the table, uh-huh. so I have that. And uh, how I squared it up is I just used the table saw, made sure it was perfectly square because that's very important. Yeah. And I went ahead and faced it out, and I found a piece of plastic that uh, fit into the groove absolutely perfect. Lucky. So even if yeah. there was a little moisture got on the wood or the table, my groove is still square to the blade if I was to put in a cutting blade or whatnot. Because this piece of plastic is going to be square. Exactly. And so you took the table saw fence, and you have a way of attaching it to your router table. Yes. Now, see, there's a good thought. That is. I, I, hadn't, I would that have, is I would have gone to the hardware store and bought a piece of angle iron, probably, and just drilled a couple holes in it and screwed it down to the table with, uh, with some, um, with some uh, drywall screws, which would have worked. Sure. Yeah, would have, would have sure. worked just as well. And that's another right. thing you brought up, drywall school, screws. I think that was uh, man's best friend. Yeah, no kidding. Drywall screws. I have drawers of drywalls. Every time I go to the hardware store, I buy a pound. Yeah. They're cheap, and you you never know. You know, they're just the easiest thing to to work with for blind people. And them in a drill. When's the last time you drove a nail? It's been a long time for me. Uh, In fact, I was just doing it the day before yesterday. Is that right? And uh, I've gotten pretty good at it. I mean, I drove a lot of nails prior, mm-hmm. so oh, when yeah. it goes to driving nails, I read a lot of the emails about uh, nails and so forth, Yeah. and if you've had experience in the past doing it, you can tell when that nail was starting to bend yeah, just can. by the feel. By the, the feel way and the sound. Bend. And did you read the thing about the guy that said cut little notches in the side of a board and put put it up against the nail to you keep You know, it? I made one of those, and it yeah. works beautifully. It would be. It's, that was one of the best ideas I'd ever seen. That it, It's superb. Uh, let me get back for just a minute before we run out of time to talk about your computer, uh, the things you do with computers. Now, these folks aren't running Windows ME or Windows 2000. What do they run? Is it- yeah, they're running um, from 95, 98, ME, 2000, XP, whatever. Yeah, what is it? it just do you just have a like a a, a a hundred port router somewhere or what? Oh sure, yeah, we've got many many of the routers which all interface on certain floors, certain locations, and uh, they distribute the information as needed. Now, when you go to to someone's workstation and they've got a problem. How do you get, uh, or do you have a way of getting in their computer, I suppose, from your workstation? Sure. So yes, that... I can link right into their workstation, and uh, my, uh, well, JAWS actually reads it to me as if I'm sitting right at their desk. That's the thing. I was going to say, you'd have to have, you couldn't have JAWS on every computer. 
No, so but I you, do run Jaws from the network. From from the network, and yes. uh, I'm so proud of you. You bought the business version. Uh, yes, I know that you did. <laughs> Boeing's and, got a lot of money; they can buy it. You know, <laughs> it would be. I'd have to sell a house uh, to, to get it. It'd be expensive. I'd be, uh, you know, I'd be using Plex Talk or something. <laughs> but and so you can get into anybody's computer, and so I assume you don't do software stuff. You just you're, you're mostly hardware, right? Yeah, no, both software and hardware. Is that right? And they're running everything from Windows 95 to 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 uh, XP. You got it, boy. Well, um, could you? How much would it cost you to fly out here uh, and help us? Well, I don't know how much it would cost me. <laughs> well, uh, we'd probably be willing to, you know, we'd, we'd uh, get a maybe we could get a grant from Andrew Joyce to. Uh, well, you know, well, you know, hey, if we can do it from any computer, we can do it from any computer. I guess, I guess you really could. You, I've got a network set up. I guess if I gave you permission, you could get in my computer, couldn't you? Very easily. You could you if I didn't give you permission? <laughs> very easily. Very easily. Very easily. He, he said he's the man. You're the man. Listen, um, as we we say to, to most, we have very interesting guests. We're going to get back in touch, and you're uh, you've done really well. You've handled things really well, and you're an amazing man. And I, we applaud you, sir. Well, thank you much. And you guys keep up the work. Well, the we're going trains. To, we never got we to the never trains. got to talk to you about we, the trains. We did not even mention the trains. You want to just do him Sunday? Or have you got somebody for Sunday? We all have anybody for Sunday. All right. Back. What Sunday at uh, would be one twenty your time? What are you going to be doing? I'll be sitting right here talking to you guys. We're going right. to call. We're going to call you back. We're going to we'll call we're you back Sunday. Because I read up on G Gage just so I could talk to you intelligence. <laughs> let's talk about train Sunday afternoon. Let's let's do that. We'll call you about one twenty your time, which would be three twenty our time, Joe. Okay. You got it. Good deal. Look forward Great. to it. Joe Brandon, our guest. We'll be back in just a minute. More of the Blind Andy Man. Thank you, Joe. You The 50s and 60s. The 1970s. 80s and 90s. The hits of the new millennium. ACB Radio Interactive comes to you from at least six time zones on three continents, bringing you the very best of country, top 40, classic and modern rock, new age, folk, the rare stuff out of the 50s, jazz, easy listening, adult contemporary, and more. Live, unpredictable internet radio. For disappointment of missing a great ACB radio program, join our announcements list today. Receive email about upcoming programs on all our channels and new features. To join, send a blank email now to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. Visit our website. Announcements about ACB radio delivered to you direct and free. Just another way to stay in touch with ACB radio. 
hang out with other ACB radio listeners. Talk with the hosts. Provide suggestions about the future of ACB radio. It's all possible through the ACB radio friends list. Thank you for being a friend. Log on and sign up now. Send a blank message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. And thank you for being a friend of ACB radio. Handyman on ACB Radio Mainstream. Be sure and tell a friend about the program and email us often from blindhandyman at hotmail.com. Now, here's more of the show with Don Shaw. All right, we are back. Now, we got to find some we got to find some train sound effects for something. We do, don't we? Yeah, I think I know some, right where one is. Some train effects. Yeah. Well, Boxcar Willie's greatest hits are probably available. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could dial some 800 number and Boxcar Willie. Boxcar Willie. Donald, go ahead. G-scale electric trains. Boy, that'll be something to find out about on the next show. Well, I bet there are more blind people into that than you think. I bet you, you know. there might be, too. Man, for a blind person now, trains would be a good... A, a good a good thing to be into, wouldn't it? Model trains, and especially the size. If you, yeah. you know, I used, like I say, I'm partially sighted, and I've, I had N gauge, which is small. I believe there's a Z gauge, which is even smaller that I never messed with. And the HO and, gauge is small. Yeah, HO is, I forget the scale, 148 or something. I forget. He, I'm sure uh, Joe's going to tell us all about it. But the G gauge and O gauge and, and can, you know, inside and outside, and, and there would be nice big... Uh, where oh, sure. a blind person could have, wouldn't have any trouble, you know, right. the tactile part of it. But, boy, I'll tell you, just the, some of the stuff, the G-Gauge, uh, like an engine for G-Gauge, like try about 350 or 400 bucks yeah. just oh, for yeah. one, sure. one thing. So if you had your whole train, you'd have a, a buck or two tight. Oh, yeah. I imagine. And I think the engines are good size, the way he talked on, All on right, the G-Scale. you guys scale. are doing Sunday's show on <laughs> We are. We're doing it early, <laughs> aren't we, in fact? <laughs> We're going to do Train Sunday. We're going to do trying to do We Steve. like trains. Well, we can cut this part out and replay <laughs> it on Sunday. anything. <laughs> you can. Yeah. That's a lot of I'm not doing it. All these. Train, I need boy. a drink. Um, yeah, he does. Drink. He gets cranky. He quit smoking here. <laughs> I uh, did. Uh, yeah, how's seven or eight days ago again, and going. he sure has been hard to live with, I'll tell you. Share with three rolls. <laughs> <laughs> On the smoking wagon, boy. <laughs> well, I, I've had a few. <laughs> you can tell. You've I've, had a few in the last seven I've days? I've had a few in the last several days. My wife... Well, not, I haven't had any today. I had... I had... Don't you think it is a little silly for a 62-year-old man to have to hide out to do that? I mean, have to go and get behind a tree. I'll tell you what I did. I was peeing back there. I, I wasn't smoking. I, what I'd done... Is I I got my wife hooked again, so now it's all right. If, if she wants to do it, it's okay if I do it, right? Uh-huh. Well, oh, yeah. Really? You mean yeah. she's back on them again too? Yeah. So well, you, you know. people need counseling. <laughs> you people are going to counseling. <laughs> we need to get a room it's or something. Tough, boy. Well, I, I had uh, let's say I had uh, one yesterday, and I have had none today. And I I wasn't smoking enough. It's really honestly I can say, but no. not it's not bothering me. I have two or three little urges today when I'm going. But Blind Weekend is coming up. That's one. Yeah, that's scary. Blind me. Weekend and smoking, just that's naturally. 
That scared me. Under. Sitting out by that fire in the front, we've got a fire pit out that we go sit around, and it, that's it's going to be. If I make Blind Weekend, that's it. You know, I, I, you know, got to be a tough one. I, I'm going to make a decision, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. If I want to smoke Blind Weekend, I'm going to go get a pack of cigarettes and smoke. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not no going to argue about, about it. I'm not going to lay a guilt trip on myself and go. Well, I'd like to, but I'm not. It's uh, the only way to go. Oh, sure. If I'm sure going to do it, I'm going to no do it. No guilt trip. That's right. You got it, Tom. None, nada. I, I got four packs built. of cigarettes. I'll say you at a discount. <laughs> <laughs> four old funny. packs of cigarettes. They're all the Baptists turning yeah, off they their computers. They don't get too old to smoke. <laughs> uh, you Baptists, we didn't mean to make fun of you in your guilt. But anyway, uh, Don was going. What are you going to talk about? Go. Uh, no, I just had a quick thing talking about smoking. No, in fact, we weren't smoking, but. We actually were sitting around the living room thinking about going to smoke a cigarette, actually. Two weekends ago, I guess, Mary's brother, my wife's brother, John, that came down uh, that was a guest on one of our prior shows talking about uh, a gas stove, in fact, and an oven replacing the, uh, well, the the burner on the gas. Yeah, the element in the gas. The element, yeah. yeah. And anyway, we were sitting around in the living room talking. They were getting ready to head out in a little while. And uh, we was talking, and uh, it got kind of quiet. And just (laughs) out of the blue, all at once, boy, this gigantic spark. I mean, just immediately just shot out of the ceiling fan. Just for no reason. The light was on, and it was on before at least the spark shot out. <laughs> and it just everything just went away. I mean, it, was, it was just gone. And we said, well, I won't say exactly what we said at the time. Holy! <laughs> we said, what's going on here? This is kind of strange. And to backtrack just a little bit, I, myself, had actually hung the ceiling fan. I know what, that. Four, three, four years ago. I when, moved in when the house. we moved in the house. Yeah. And we'd used the fan. We'd used the light. Actually, we weren't using the ceiling fan this day because it was cool, but we, we were using the light kit from the fan. And a big fan. spark. Okay. And the big spark shot, man. And uh, first thing, you know, Mary's uh, brother, John, does maintenance. And the first thing he said, well, the light kit must be bad. Let's check the light kit here and see what's going on with it. So I said, okay. And he said, well, get the screwdriver. There's no use of turning off the breaker. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's blown by now anyway. So then he, 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 took, he took the light kit apart, looked at it, and said, man, everything looks good here. Boy, the problem's not here. And this was one of the ceiling fans with the light kit on the bottom, and then it, it had a light up top, and it was a ceiling hugger. So the problem was you had to take down, like, the whole entire ceiling fan. You had to take the blades off to get to the top mm. screws. Uh-huh. So we ended up, to make a long story short, we ended up taking down the whole ceiling fan. And uh, what happened was after we'd gotten it down... And he said he still didn't know exactly what had happened that when the ceiling fan had vibrated that apparently two of the wires up in the junction box some way he thought maybe had touched together and had sparked it and made the big spark. But wasn't really sure. But that's, that, that's, that's like he said. He said, well, that's what we got breaker boxes for. And, you know, you never really think about your breaker really doing it. You know, you you think about when you're doing a project, you go and flip the breaker switch to turn off the power. But other than that, you never really think about your breaker actually doing you any good. 
But boy, in this sense, man, on that day, man, if it wouldn't have been for the breaker, we would have had a problem. Well, and just comment on that type of fan. It's interesting. I had uh, one in the den in the house that was there when I moved there. And yeah. It just from the looks and what everybody tells me, I never could find a brown end. It was quite an expensive fan, and it had the light kit at the top and others that would and it, it's all glass enclosed That's and these little christmas was. tree lights yeah okay bulbs. it never That's worked from day one the bottom everything on the fan worked fine and when i changed and i was remodeling the house i wanted a white fan there and this one was varnished you know gold and i wanted white yeah. and so i but i said it's too good a fan to throw away and so I put it in the in what would be I guess like the master bedroom downstairs, and that light kit never worked. You know, and it's one like you have the the string, the chain to pull the fan to change the speeds on, yeah. it and the chain for the light. And then this one, yeah. of course, I had the extra chain to turn on those lights. Never worked, and I was always kind of afraid. And I tried to wire it up when I moved it and could not. So I cut all of the wires going to it where it doesn't work because i was afraid i was going to have a a a problem yeah so i don't know if that's something that's uh, 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 inherit with those kind of yeah with that type of fan if you don't because i to be honest with you i wasn't sure how to wire it yeah Uh, in other words i can do a standard i've changed light kits on just a regular but i didn't exactly know what i was running into what's strange about this fan man this fan has run now for years i mean ever spring summer and fall we've run the fan we use the light from time to time and everything's been fine there's never been a problem before that day mr shaw there is something to think about where did you get this house this is about the second or third time y'all have been near (laughs) calling 911 yeah the wiring in this house (laughs) as a matter of fact and, and who did you buy this house from? Whom? <laughs> well, <laughs> he's not. Is he president? The creator in this room, there is. <laughs> he might have had something to do with that, huh? Do you, do you think that could be a well, problem? Well, that might be. I have <laughs> this contract signed. He's standing in 19, on the fifth. In 19, I wish I had. In 1998, I have this contract that says I'm, that you signed that you're taking this house as is. As, as, is. as is or as was, depending right. on the name. But you know, you know, you know what, of the fire. You know, you know what caused that? That you know what happened over there? Well, two wires obviously must have gotten together. There, there was enough dampness to cause an arc. And with all the rain we've had, well, we've had a know, lot of rain lately. We've had enough That's dampness that caused it. Caught, but didn't you have wire nuts? Sure, arc. Yeah, yeah, wire nuts? nuts and tape. Man, I know. I don't know what. To I, know. I wouldn't be a bit surprised that the the little light kit itself with the Christmas tree lights pretty flimsy wire. It is probably shorted. And like I say, I never could get. In fact, it reminded me of oh, of a Christmas tree wiring. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know how it it just. Uh, I, yeah. I couldn't figure out mine, so that's why I disconnected it. So. You're probably better off if y'all didn't ever get it to work. Oh, did, did, the fan you, won't be going back up. There's oh, you're no not gonna you're not gonna put it back. No, up? the fan's fine. I mean, the fan's probably not hurt, but you know we had to take down the whole fan anyway. So the fan's well four or five years out. old, yeah. so now would be the time to replace the whole fan anyway. So you're so. just gonna junk out the fan and put a new one up? Oh yeah, it's already gone. It's and just, and so here's the thing. So. I mean, you couldn't just omit that upper light kit and go on. Oh, we could. It just didn't want to mess with the fan again. Like I said, we had to take down the whole fan as anyway. As long as it was down, it's time to change it out. Yeah. They still got an old fan. So. Well, but you time. wonder, did we get an, an arc with the 
uh, wire coming through the metal junction box. Did we get it? Is that... I was talking about that, too. I don't know. We'll never know. I mean, the, the wires are separated now, and the power is back on, and everything's fine. So, But that, that's like John said. Well, that's why we have breakers and breaker boxes man, so, just uh, for that occasion. I'll tell you, that, so. but that's a maintenance man for you, you know, that, that knows his business because, see, I would have still had to go. He said, well, there's no use checking the breaker box. We know it's thrown. Yeah. I would have probably gone and checked. The breaker box. I would have uh, had I, I would have never Frankie just didn't. stuck my hand up. <laughs> no way, Man. Jose. Do you remember when I had the shop in the garage? Yeah. And I had the garage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my table saw, I'd taken a, a square box and put four plugs on it and run it around there where I could put, plug up things. And my table saw got to kick in the, or my chop saw got to kick in the breaker. Every time you'd turn it on, it'd be on 10 seconds, it'd kick the breaker. And of uh-huh. course, and the garage is plugs are on a GFI. Well, I changed the GFI, and that didn't help. I finally figured out that a tap line on the back porch had gotten some water in it. It was also connected to GFI. I unplugged really? the tap line, and bingo. Everything worked. But it would kick this breaker every time. And I, that, that yeah, didn't what bother, a deal. You know, what it, you know. So, yeah, breakers are, you, you, want, you want breakers and fuses, because if you don't have them, you're liable to get in, <laughs> oh, yeah. in trouble. Yeah, you in just trouble. realize when something like that comes along, really how important your breakers really are. Because, man, he could have had a, had a big old fire start. And so, Nothing uh, scares me any more than something going wrong with the electricity. I mean, yeah, there's I'd, fire shooting out of it, something. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Me. I would have had to know what, uh, there. what yeah. happened with the fan. I mean, I would still be... A mighty spark. So. The big spin. You'd be sitting there in the living room. Yeah. John, I guess he was sitting probably... Uh, luckily, he wasn't sitting under the, um, under the fan. He was probably <laughs> three foot from the fan. I mean, he was just sitting right there and just... You and Mary and, the, and, and John's wife and Let's the girls. Let's see if you, yeah, no if you warning, rub no the nothing. mortgage with the insurance policy. Uh-huh. See, when <laughs> Emily had her little fire, I said, what you should have done, she ran in the house and went in the circle and then called 911. I said, no, you should have drove around the block, came back and called and 911. Call so aren't you, don't you wish y'all were gone? Or, no. Yeah, what a deal that would have been, boy. <laughs> no, that's a wonderful house on North. You just have to build another one, right? You couldn't move the pool. Couldn't move the pool. No, that's, that's right. right. You just have to build another house house right there and that'd be a great fun wouldn't build it? around it boy well, you could maybe you could uh, enclose the pool what a deal that'd be a pool in your living room well someone uh, in brook hollow has a house that has a pool inside i thought the arnold's wouldn't that be a deal i don't know i thought I, the arnold's had a pool in an inside pool. yeah they live in crown Damn. i think or they live in crown. Now. i mean they're yeah they and they're building the, they have a big house and they're building a bigger house. Whoa. Must be nice. Must got be nice. I, do, yeah. I don't... Uh, Must be nice. Well, Definitely not blind. We'll talk about no. them. Well, if you were the... No, we'll go into that later. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Donald, give, give us the, the, the list address. The list is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Is there 100 people yeah. in there? Do we have 100? Yeah. We're right at 100 right now. And, yeah, if you want to subscribe to that list, to that blind handyman email list... That is S-U... <laughs> That's right. It is. Actually, it is subscribe. Send that blank email to blindhandyman-subscribe at yahoogroups.com.
That's very easy. Blind Blind Handyman at subscribe at yahoogroups.com, and you'll be on the Blind Handyman list. It's it's not bad. 10 or 12, 15 messages a day. It's not good ideas. It won't overload you in some good ideas. Now, if you want to email us, and we'd appreciate it if you would, it's just blindhandyman at hotmail.com. We'll get Tom Houston to read it. We will. We'll read it. We got one lame email this week, and that is unacceptable. We got what? One lame little cane repair email. It's pretty pathetic. Oh, goodness. Oh, that email. Well, come to your home. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Don Shaw, Don Houston, Don Houston, Tom Don Houston, Houston, Don Patterson. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Everybody light a candle. People Everybody. are looking at my house. Maybe they got some money. And I, I, I see, said the blind man, as he picked up his hammer and saw. Produced for ACB Radio by Out of Market Productions, 1604 Southwood Drive, Lufkin, Texas. Phone 936 634 9500.